five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Nice to be in orbit. Good morning, good afternoon, and yes, indeed, good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy because we can. I'm coming to you from the great, uh, well, I don't know how great it is, but <laughs> the, the state of Washington. The mediocre state of the Washington. The mediocre state of Washington, um, uh, of, of which, uh, as of uh, when this drops, uh, hopefully maskless state of Washington. Wow. Finally. No. You know what? We're, we're just we're just coming like we're just getting on the train now, Ted. Um, but I'm I'm here with my yeah. my co-host in crime, Ted Cluck, in all his shrouded, uh, uh, yeah, glory. veiled backlit glory, veiled backlit glory. Yeah, you, I, I look at, like I'm in the witness prote- protection program it's, over here. It's dude. like it's yeah. like those documentaries where they're where they have like a yeah, a witness that's in the program testifying. Yeah, for and sure, his voice is all like this, and mm-hmm. it's all like backlit out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all I see right now is a silhouette of Ted, but I see... <laughs> Dude, the rims are, are tremendous, aren't they? Dude, the rims coming out from your ghouled glasses are, <laughs> are wider than the circumference of your head. Yeah, dude. So it's literally just... You're <laughs> I'm all in on the goulds, by the way. Um, huh? I'm all in. Like, oh, dude, I'm into at this point. Yeah, just keep yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Every day, they're they're going on every day. Um, getting a lot of a lot of positive feedback out in the uh, a lot of backlit positive feedback. A lot of backlit like, positive people. Feedback. People know. You know what? When you walk down a dark alley, people know who it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you know, and that's what you want. Like, I'm doing a lot of dark alley walking. You know, you're going to be doing that maskless now. Maskless in the dark alley is is gradations more dangerous yet. So, hundred percent. You know, yeah. yeah. Thoughts and prayers to you, Josh Loftus. I appreciate it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty afraid of being known. I'm going to feel a little exposed. Yeah, I'm going to have to like, like, it's like walking around with my shirt off. Yeah, that lower two thirds of your face has been. Covered for the past two years. And, well, and, and it's the worst yeah. part of my face. Oh, so, you know, don't talk I, I, that. Uh, well, you know, I got confidence issues, Ted, yeah. but that's <laughs> that's for another podcast. Yeah, for sure. Ted, I've got I've got a uh, I've got a piece of trivia here regarding a man that at least seemingly on the outside has no confidence issues whatsoever. <laughs> OK. All right. Man, this could be any number of people that I know or George Clooney that I tell. Oh, man. Clooney. Yeah. Very confident <laughs> okay. gentleman. George Clooney once gave 14 of his closest friends each $1 million in cash and even paid the taxes on it for them with only one condition. They all had to take it or none of them got anything. Interesting. I need better friends, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting bit of trivia. and. Yeah. I don't know if you and I have gotten into this yet as friends. I have some real like money hangups on my end. Like it's a, it's a major kind of spiritual issue for me dating probably all the way back to college, which is as when in I like as in like 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 wanting more money. Well, 
No, there's there's more nuance to it than that. Okay. Like from age zero to age eighteen, I never thought about money, right? Because um, sure. like yeah, really, nobody in my town had any money. It was very blue collar, whatever. But like, yeah. I went to college with all these rich kids, and I started oh, to yeah. see this sort of um, different str- lifestyle. Yeah, the different lifestyles, the stratification that would happen over money. You know, relationships that were or weren't on the table because of money. And I've honestly, I think I've been hung up on it for the rest of my life, probably. Like, starting then. Yeah. And so, if Clooney was a friend, like, if I was one of these 14 people, mm-hmm. I, I would take the million dollars, obviously. But, like, if you're Clooney, like, what are you what are you getting at with that? You know what I mean? Is it, like, sort of this, I want to feel like Don Corleone? Is it, I want to be... The straw that stirs the drink. I want to be the big benefactor to everybody. Like, what are you looking for yeah. on the Clooney end? And I'm asking so, you this as a friend and as a counselor. So yeah. <laughs> speak into this. So so I this was the first time mm-hmm. that a piece of trivia caused me to do a little research. Because yeah. I had the exact same question. Yeah. I wanted to know, was this just a publicity thing or was there a reason for it? Yeah. From the three and a quarter minutes of research that I did on this on this thing, it it, it seems as if these fourteen friends, from uh-huh. what I read, were instrumental in getting Clooney where he was and were like supporting him while he had nothing. Uh huh. So like pre you know hot General Hospital Clooney before he made it. Yeah. Right. He was a struggling actor. Yeah. Um, and these friends were the ones that would like help him out. Okay. So so wow. he so he he kind of shapes this as you know returning back sure. on on investments, right? Which I which I get. Yeah. And and I think it's cool, yeah. but a million dollars. I know, dude, that's so much money. But it, but <laughs> like, if you're Clooney, I mean take him to a steak dinner or something. I don't know, but like here's Maybe you're going to get at least some free t-shirts out of your friendship with me. <laughs> well, so we hope. Yeah, we <laughs> hope. I mean one day. Um Yeah, I mean maybe if you're Clooney, the calculus is along the lines of I know that what I do is basically ridiculous. And there's a ridiculous market for it that doesn't make any sense. So wanting to like take some of that back and churn it into the lives of people who probably need it, yeah, it's a cool move. You know, yeah, it's a cool. Yeah. It's a and kind of move that like it would be fun to be able to be even a fraction of that generous. You know, well, and I, I think again, like perspectives, right? Like yeah, everything's on a scale. So yeah. maybe like giving his giving his friends tax free one million dollars, which yeah. in today's economy probably turns out to be about you know maybe twenty five hundred or something like that. <laughs> yeah, after, exactly. After, after taxes. Yeah, right? yeah. Like oh, that is the equivalent of us taking a friend out to a steak dinner for him. Yeah, it really you is. Know? Yeah, like, like, like if he, yeah, if we took a good friend to a really nice steak dinner, that's probably what it feels like for Clooney. That's well, well, and it would. It, I, I think it would hurt similarly. Like we would, yeah. we would look at that bill at the end of the day and be like, "Whoa, wow, all yeah. right, yeah. hundred and fifty bucks. That was some expensive steak, right?" Um, but then we probably wouldn't think about it a whole lot afterward, yeah. right? Four, Fourteen mil. It's like, ah, eh, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, rent out my 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 condo in in Belize for a week and yeah. make that. You know, it's wild, dude. The just the scales of things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what some things are worth versus other things. It's yeah. uh it's remarkable. Yeah. 
All right, Ted. Well, we're going to hop into our topic today, speaking about things that, for us, mm-hmm. for you and me specifically, are worth a lot. We're going to talk about songs or bands that okay. create nostalgia oh, for us. Great, man. That that, that when we hear this song or we <clears throat> hear this band, we yeah. are automatically taken back to the good times in life. Yeah. Right? We're automatically taken back to a time where life was simple. Yeah. Right? That, that yeah. zero to 18 where we didn't have to worry about money. Yeah. Right. Or, yes. or or when 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 we first met our wives, mm. right? And yeah. our hearts are all a flutter. Yeah. And there's those songs that we associate with it, right? Like yeah. Every every major part of my life I can attribute in some way to some piece of music. Oh, I, was, I like, agree. I'm the, I'm the exact same of, way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause each stage of my life, like there was a piece of music, an album or a band that was very prevalent during that time. And yeah. I can almost like block out my life in terms of who I was listening to at that time. Yeah. Right? So sure. I want, I want us to just, just go, go down memory lane here and start listing off some songs and bands that, that, that grab those heartstrings and kind of pull us back. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to start with one. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a couple, but I'm going to, I'm going to start with one that I was, I was discussing this just a night or two ago with KK. Okay. Um, Def Leppard, to me, (laughs) is like public pool music. You know what I mean? So you're like, I'm at the the Hartford City public pool, and I'm in like 7th or 8th grade, and they're playing tracks off that record like Hysteria, like the big... Yeah, dude, the big, like super produced, anthemic, like hair metal tracks. Public pool... Older kids there, older girls, like it's it's just a kind of sepia tend magical like memory for me right now. You got some like fat guy in a speedo dancing to pour some sugar on me, like yeah, dude. And, and <laughs> let, let's do a minute on pour some sugar on me. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Well, not too much, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic song though. Oh, it's a right? banger, dude. Yeah. Anytime yeah. that comes on, I'm cranking it up. I'm happy. Big song. Um, I'm, I'm going to do two right now, uh, just cause I feel like these kind of go with each other. Um, white snake, where okay. were you at on white snake? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. White snake was the, uh, um, what was their really big song? It was, uh, the... it, it was here. I go again on my own. Here I go again on my own. Yeah. 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 That scream at the end. Here I go. Oh yeah. Incredible. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm down with white snake. I Dude, like I have, white snake. I have yeah. two other like short white snake things. Okay. Um, right. they had a track and this was kind of a love song by them and it existed somewhere in a space between just like a straight up rock song and a ballad, yeah. but it's phenomenal. It's called the deeper, the love. Do you remember this song? The deeper the love, the stronger the emotion, the stronger it. the love. I'm not doing justice to the vocal, but... That's okay. Um, That's right. Phenomenal song, very nostalgic. Hang on one second. I have to, uh, <laughs> okay. I have to allay some concerns. Come over here, baby. <laughs> and I don't want Josh to have to edit this heavily. Leave all this in. But... Um, Josh. There's hey, KK. KK. Good to see you. You also can't see her face. Um, okay, you look very cute, but you got to go. Yeah, love you. Tax appointment. 
Yeah, exactly. She's going to get our taxes done. So this is phenomenal radio. Uh, right dressing dressing up for tax day. Let's uh, let's do some music nostalgia from you, Josh Loftus. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on the Christian end okay. for these for these ones yeah, because go. growing up, I I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to yeah. listen to a lot of secular music, right? Sure. So I I navigated the depths of Christian heavy rock and metal. Yeah, there you go. Which happened mostly in the eighties for me, right? I bet I've listened to some of these. Oh, I bet I bet you you have. I'm going White Cross. Oh, dude, I've been to I don't want to say several, but at least a couple White Cross concerts. Dude, um, the yeah. White Cross album uh, High Gear. Okay. Came out in like '92. Okay, fantastic album. Yeah, man, I don't remember specific albums, but I probably had that. Yeah, something something about White Cross Mm -hmm. is Rex Carroll, their guitar player, one of the greatest guitar players in Christian music. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not being facetious. He was one of the most talented. Very. Very Van Halen esque in yeah. how he played, and 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 even more so Van Halen in that every White Cross album would have its own guitar solo track. Yes, that's right. I remember right? this. Mm-hmm. And High Gear, yeah, uh, has some amazing songs. Dancing, uh, Dancing in Heaven, I think is one okay. of their tracks. Oh my goodness, dude! Interesting There's a guitar solo in there. And this and and their drummers hitting the ride. It it sounds yeah. like it sounds like a Van Halen song. Dude, let me ask you this vis a vis White Cross. Okay. Who would be their secular music industry comp? Cinderella. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's actually a really yep. good take. Yeah, because yep. I was as you were talking about it, I was like running through the archive of that kind of band. It is Cinderella. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their vocals because because I go I go I go primarily off of uh, vocals. Yeah, and Cinderella and White Cross had very very similar kind of trashy vocals. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. Um, where but 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 they weren't as like grungy bluesy kind of trashy California as Guns N' Roses. So yeah. Cinderella has been the closest one that I've found. I like that dude. That's really good. Um, do you have another one dialed up, or should I do a couple? Uh no 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 yeah yeah I'll do another one um okay. I, dude it's it's cliche but anytime I hear a Petra song yeah either Greg X Volts or John Schlitt era yeah I am I am sold like so I as a kid like because music was such so, such a massive part of my life yeah right? and playing drums like for all these bands right yeah. like like in my in in my music room yeah. I did deep dive research on all these bands, and That's like great, I can man. rattle off yeah. Christian '80s music facts like I'm 50 or 60 years old. <laughs> That's great, dude. I, and it's just it's this little niche thing where yeah. I know so much about it simply because it was hours of YouTube. Yeah, just that I'm watching these live performances, like wishing, dude. I saw Petra live. Yeah. For, like once they came to a, the Washington State Fair out here, dude. Quick uh, bit, great. Yeah, quick bit of Petra trivia for you. So, yeah, Petra played a role in my childhood as well. So, like, right on. You know, I had Christian parents, and it was the very first, like, probably the the very first albums that I owned were Petra albums, nice. um, provided by my parents, and yeah, they they were a good time. And the trivia is that I once worked. Like security for a Petra show, I was like a bouncer. No way. Yeah, which which was totally unnecessary. Oh, in awesome. that, they played at Taylor when I was 
in college, right? So I was okay. like right. a freshman. You know, I was huge and on the football team and lifting a ton at the time. So I was probably like, you know, 250, pretty yoked. And yeah. like student activities or whoever was putting the concert on was like, hey, would you uh, would you be a bouncer for the Petra show and like guard the stage? I'm like... This is Taylor University. Like Sign nothing ever happens here. You know, like yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> there's literally no one dangerous here and no one dangerous would come to this show. But sure, you know, yeah. like and I was all excited because I would get like a tight fitting T-shirt that said security on it or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I actually yeah. I remember recruiting a couple of my friends to like come to the show and pretend that they were running up toward the stage so that I could grab them and like throw them back into the seating area. <laughs> so it was it was kind of half music and, and it was like half pro wrestling in that we had set up these like spots, you know, like where they Dude, would like the yeah. dean's like, this has never happened before. Uh, yeah. Guys, guys, like we need to start watching our people. Yeah, this Petra show is crazy. We had three yeah. people rush the stage. Exactly. That has never happened. Look at Cluck down there doing and, work, and, you know? And we had Willie Nelson here last exactly. week. Exactly. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So what What uh, year was this, Ted? Man, this would have been like 1995, probably. Um, 95. Okay, yeah. so John Schlitt. It was after the Beyond Belief tour. That was ninety two. Okay. So you're in like you're in like God fixation era. Yeah, right I have no albums. idea. Okay. I wasn't by that time in my life I wasn't like following it, you know, really at all. Sure. But I, I was I was in it for the security t shirt for sure. Hey, you know what? That's not a bad reason. Yeah. That's not a bad reason to, uh, to be in to be into something. All right. I'll go through turn, Yeah, I'll go through a few quickly. So Motley Crue is junior year high school football. Anytime I hear Dr. Feelgood, I'm right there. Um, love Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. Um, that's like run me through a brick wall music for sure. Um, Megadeth, Symphony of Destruction. Same, same year, same sport. Uh, those were the two records that were kind of on repeat in our locker room boombox. Um, Let's see. Others quickly. So in the late 90s, after I had married KK, I got a job in radio in Indianapolis. And I was I was working for like an adult contemporary station called 97.1 WENS, The Weenus. Um, and we, we, we called it The Weenus sort of um, uh, colloquially. That wasn't like the official you know, tagline of the station, but I got all these like free adult contemporary records. So like music from that, that year always takes me back to first apartment, Indianapolis, being married to KK, working in radio, just having fun, dude. We didn't have two pennies to rub together as a couple, but we had so much fun and we were so happy and carefree and life was like, Life was good. Um, yeah, life was good, and it was all out in front of us. But I'm thinking of bands like Sister Hazel and like Matchbox Twenty. Oh, wow. and like yeah, yeah. Duncan Sheik. You know, like yeah. so these yeah. kind of one-off bands that had these like kind of top forty, kind of AC hits in like 1998, right? 99. Yeah, right. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna hop over to Secular. Mm-hmm. This is this is middle of junior year. High school wrestling match. Love it. Right? Yeah. Cherry Pie by Warrant. Okay, let's do a minute on Cherry Pie by Warrant okay. because <laughs> I've done some research on this. Oh, have um, you? Okay. Yeah, well, because I 
I really love that record. Yeah, um, sure. I think it's really good, and I think that song is really, really good, um, and it's fun to listen to, and it is very nostalgic. But like, apparently, the the lead singer of Warrant was like haunted by the fact that he did this song. And really? It was, it, yeah, because it was so stupid. He was so full of regret that that's the one thing that he's remembered for. You know what I mean? Oh, um, sure. And I, I don't know how much of that's true or how much of it's like apocryphal or whatever, but like it is an incredibly stupid song, um, but it got super popular and it's like the the one thing that people know him for. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's true. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know any other Warren songs. I do. You know? And I bet like, you know this one. This is a favorite for me. The song Heaven. By Warrant as a as an a certain kind of eighties power ballad. Got a picture of your house. House. Oh and yeah, you're yeah, standing yeah, yeah, yeah. by the door. The door. It's black yeah. and white and faded. Dude, that that takes me right back to like high school unrequited crushes on people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when yeah. you're a freshman and you have a crush on a senior. Dude, um, that's can I tell you if yeah. we have time? Can I tell you how my love of '80s music was kindled? Because I know exactly when Please it happened. Do. Yeah. All right. I'm out. I'm probably, I'm probably ten or eleven years old at this point. Okay. Okay. I'm out with my dad on a camping trip. We're yeah. fishing. Uh-huh. It's me and my me and my brother. Yeah. One one of my brothers. And we're at the campsite. It's dark. We got a fire going. Mm-hmm. And I hear. Like two campsites over, like yeah. blaring, okay. right? Paradise City. Oh, what a great song! I had never heard it before. Yeah, like like yeah. it was the it was the take me down to the Paradise City where, where the, the grass, grass is green and, and the, the girls, girls are pretty. Yeah, oh, won't you take me home? Right. Oh, great. Um, and I'm sitting here listening to this, and I look at my dad, <laughs> and I'm like. What what is this song? And I see my dad's face like get like shrouded, like mm-hmm. oh no, like my son is like hearing like secular music. Yeah, right? dude, he right? was worried, and, and he is, and he's like ah, that that's a song that 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 came out when I was in high school. Yeah, and I'm like, who who's the band? And yeah. he goes, uh, it's a band called Guns and Roses. And then it like quickly changed the subject, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want my son get into this right now, right? Yeah. Um, but. For the rest of that night, they proceeded to play Guns N' Roses, ACDC. Oh. Uh, what else was there? I think some Def Leppard was on there. Dude, I I was at that moment, something was kindled in my heart when I heard yeah. this type of music, these melodies, these soaring guitars, the big oh, yeah. drums, Huge. the harmonies that I had never heard before. Huge. Yeah, so, so th- to that point, it was just like Stephen Curtis Chapman and, and Michael W. Smith. Right? <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah. That was Smitty. the extent of my of my music yeah. uh, you know, uh, experience. And hearing that for the first time, dude, like I remember at the campsite listening to that chorus for Paradise City and just being dude, like, that's this incredible. Is, this is different. So that whole album is amazing. Appetite for Destruction, top to bottom. Oh, they're, yeah. they're all scorchers. Um, there's not a weak track on it. Uh, that one for me, yeah, that was early like taping songs off the radio and like maybe getting the record but not wanting my parents to see the cover art. Because right. as I as I recall, like the liner notes for that record were like really vile. 
Um, like the, the artwork that went with the liner notes on um, Appetite yeah. for Destruction. Um, Zach and I have this take. We'll just do like 30 seconds on this. Yeah. That um, Welcome to the Jungle is actually about like a certain kind of dirtbag concierge. Because um, the, the guy's like, he's welcoming you to the jungle. He's right, indicating right. that like he can get anything you want. You're going to uh, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it takes a really dark turn. Um, so so do you know uh, the backstory on how that song was written? No. So, so, it, so it was Axel's first time coming into California. Okay. Right? Young Axel, right? Yeah. yeah. He gets off the bus, and there's uh-huh. a homeless guy sitting there says, Welcome to the jungle, baby. You're going to die. Oh, my gosh, dude. That's right? an amazing and story. And then Axel, years went by. Yeah. He, Axel wrote that song in a bathroom stall in eight minutes. Oh, my gosh, dude. You're kidding me. He just he plugged it out and then gave it to Slash, and they, they worked out the guitars, and it was, their, it was their biggest song ever. Even if all of that is fake, I love every aspect of that story. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a really you, good. One. You know, you know a song that you would like. I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm gonna recommend you a song. It's not. Yeah. There's nothing nostalgic about it. But okay. if you like that style of kind of like yeah. great harmonies, right? So Slash has this solo project with a guy named Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Dude, I think I know about this. But keep going, keep the going. The song is called Anastasia. Oh no, dude! I haven't you heard have that to, one. You have to listen to it. I'm gonna text it to myself. Right Anastasia now. by Miles Kennedy. And the conspirators slash, it is one of the catchiest songs, and the guitar riff, dude, at the beginning is just it's just amazing. It's it is so good, dude. I will I will listen to that on my way into campus for sure. Listen to it. Tell me what you think. I will, dude. And I've got a uh, I've got an interesting Anastasia thing to lay on you off the air between shows. But uh, okay, all right, sounds good. Well, well, why don't we wrap? Why don't we wrap this? Because I think we're already. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can wrap this. Why don't yeah, we we'll wrap, wrap this, this one, one, and then we'll do a twenty-minute one on the on the back end. Sounds yeah. good. All right, perfect. Ted, before we uh, before we hop out here, cluck or suck, <laughs> car shows. Oh, I. You know my my dad was never a huge car guy. But I had a friend, like my best friend growing up in like in my neighborhood. His dad was a huge car guy and he would go to car shows. Yeah. And I remember like kind of tagging along for a couple of those. So on the level of nostalgia, they have good memories for me. So I'm going to say clucks on car shows. Mm. They just seem fun. You know, like there's no, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's any downside to a car show. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. but you got to think about the whatever. Like, there's nothing right. like that. Right, right, right. It, it's not like it's not like going to Vegas where you're like, yeah. hey, it's going to be fun, but oh, don't go down. It's the really strip seedy. After. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't yeah. don't do this. Don't do that. Like, yeah. it's just it seems like a fun time. Yeah. No, I'm 100 percent with you. I there's something about I love a good car show. Yeah. I yeah. like I I really do. I'm one of those guys where I don't I don't really I don't work on cars. Yeah. But I love cars. Yeah, me too. That's right? that's exactly the kind of guy I am. I love, I, I love an interesting car. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Old cars, new cars. I love classic trucks. Like yeah. Classic dude. Fords. There oh, you go. Man. Yeah. Such a great truck. For sure. For sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us today. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we're on all the socials: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Cluckcast. We've got some shirts coming. 
Yes, and, we do. Uh, and it's, it, I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Okay? It is going to happen. So We've seen it, designs. We have seen designs. There, right? may be, there may be one that's an homage to the Seattle Mariners jersey. That's right. I'm very excited and, about. and for all of you baseball fans that are not going to get baseball this year, this is how you can get your jerseys. It's the second best, right? Um, but don't get me going on that. Cause no, me neither. No, that's horrible. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we thank you all for listening. We, you guys, we appreciate the the reviews that you guys keep sending. The reviews keep coming in. Yeah, and they're nothing but five stars. They're nothing but gl- but glowing love. And big we sweethearts, really do appreciate dude. that. All these people, all big of our listeners. Yeah. We have the most quality listeners on the face of the planet. Let's let's just be honest. Better than any podcast whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, we really appreciate you guys doing that. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck later.